Balance Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. is a soul fire production. Kelsey, welcome to the show. I have so many questions for you. I wanted to have you on the podcast because you do something so interesting, but have it packaged in just this gorgeous, sexy, just branded business. And if I'm being completely honest, it wouldn't be like the one thing where I'd be like, wow, that's actually a sexy business to have, but you have completely <laughs> made your business something so approachable, so understandable. You've harnessed crust around it. You do your, you know, all these podcasts, all these amazing things. So I'm just so excited to have you on the show and to chat with you. Oh, I'm sweating already. I'm so excited. You've got <laughs> questions. I've got answers. We are going to get into it. And I'm so grateful that you're having me on the podcast to talk about this, because like you said, it, copywriting, when you hear it at first blush, you might not think, ooh, sexy, but I guarantee you, you know what is really sexy? What? Rolling in a big pile of money. <laughs> and, and copywriting is literally the art and science of using words to make more money. And if we could just take the pressure off of ourselves as entrepreneurs, that we have to become fully fledged copywriters. That's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's just about learning a couple like formulas and some tricks and some ways of tapping into how people think mm -hmm. and remembering that they're human beings and mm -hmm. human beings make decisions based on emotions, especially purchasing decisions. And that's what we're here to demystify. So let's get into I, it. I love it. So, okay. So tell us, okay. So you are a pro copywriter. You yes. are an entrepreneur. Yes. You where, let's start from the beginning. Cause I, I, I guarantee there's a lot of people out there that maybe have a side hustle or that want to take freelancing to the next level, or maybe they just want to freelance themselves and your business is not just freelancing. It it is just completely branded. It it looks like we're hiring on some sort of some sort of agency. <laughs> I, I want to get to the nitty gritty. Let's talk about how you even began or where you started. Sure, building blocks foundation. How to start a business one hundred and one. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of background before I get into how I built Magic Words. I actually was a professional actress and screenwriter for over oh 10 gosh. years. Wow. And I know it's very fun. It's a very fun, glamorous thing to say. I'm on IMDb. I'm on like <laughs> some shows that your audience probably recognizes like New Girl or Modern Family. And I had what was, you know, thought of as a glamorous, quote unquote, successful career. I was making money as an actor, which is an extremely rare and privileged position to be in. Mm -hmm. But I also think a lot of entrepreneurial hearts can identify with the feeling of being in a career or being in a situation where you're consistently thinking, this isn't quite enough. Mm -hmm. Like it's close, mm -hmm. it's cool but it's not quite the thing. And after having, you know, a lot of sort of dark nights of the soul and figuring out, well, what is it about acting and screenwriting that I really love? And what I realized was, oh, I love when I am putting something out into the world that helps people feel seen, that they watch it or they read it and they think, oh my God, that's exactly how that feels. That's exactly how I feel when this happens. Mm -hmm. I see myself in this situation. So once I figured that out, I started to explore careers and ways that I could make that kernel what I did every day and the mm -hmm. gift that I gave to the world. And I had a friend who was a full-time copywriter for a very, very famous like business coach. Her name's Marie Forleo. Mm -hmm. And 
she was telling me what her job was like. And she explained like, yeah, you can write these email funnels. And it's like, you get to show up in people's inboxes and become best friends with them. And you can write stuff for social media. And it's like, people feel like they know you and they see themselves in you. And the more I learned about copywriting, the more I wanted to do it. And I started to dip my toe in. And then as soon as I really understood, oh, copywriting is just learning your voice Mm -hmm. and communicating in that authentic voice so that the people who are most likely to pay you are attracted to your business because Mm -hmm. your online presence is so freaking clear that they feel like they can trust you immediately. Mm -hmm. That's the core of copywriting. It's not about the like, there's a lot of kind of negative rhetoric around like, oh, well, it's this you know, conversion rates and like scary sounding analytics terms. Mm -hmm. That's not the core of it. The core Mm -hmm. of it is, can I communicate with you in a way that makes you feel seen? Mm -hmm. That's it. Wow. How, how, like, obviously I know you teach people and you help people through this. Do you ever get people where they're like, you know, well, I want to go do social media or I want to go work for, you know, Marie Forleo or like whatever. And they're like, they get nervous about trying to write in the brand's voice or in that other person's voice. Like, do you ever have that? Cause I mean, again, I come from a social media agency, right. And that's, you know, honestly, one of the biggest things that we have to do when it comes to writing these content calendars out is do so much work mm-hmm. diving into the brand voice and making sure that we're tapping into it. What is, what is the kind of answer to that question? I'm curious. Oh my God. I'll give you the immediate hack that busts me out of writer's block every single time, which is literally taking the words out of my ideal customer's mouths. So it doesn't matter what the brand is. It doesn't matter what the business is. It doesn't matter if you yourself, a solopreneur, are writing your own copy. Go where there are testimonials of people who have bought your products or products like yours. Okay. Read those testimonials, read those reviews, go through like a highlighter, And see, you'll start to notice that a few key phrases or a few key ideas are going to start popping up again and again and again. If the branding is clear, that's sort of, it has to be the baseline, right? Which we can talk about that too, how to get clear on branding. But you will start to notice the same key ideas and phrases happen over and over. Literally take your cursor, highlight them, copy them, paste it in whatever doc you're working on tweak it a little bit to make it sound like the product description or the social media post or the blog post or whatever it is. And you're literally taking the words out of your ideal customer's mouths. It's the fastest way to get out of writer's block because you don't have to write. Mm -hmm. You're literally just taking it from something that's already been written from someone who is not only likely to pay you, who already has paid you. (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. I love that. I feel like I need to give that tip to my team because that would be super helpful. I mean, I feel like, so let's, let's kind of go back to this, right? Let's talk about, you know, you starting out. So you, you, you kind of went from this actor copy screenwriter Mm -hmm. now into copywriting for other people or teaching other people how to do this. How did you even come up with this idea or how did you, where did you see the need or find the need in it? Totally. So when I started Magic Words copywriting, I was a freelancer 100% of the time. And I didn't niche down soon enough. Um, That would be my number one tip. Mm -hmm. If anybody out there is a freelancer or a solopreneur, really anybody, like Mm -hmm. niche down faster than you think you have to. Yeah. Um, I promise you're not alienating people when you do that. You're actually gaining the trust of people who are more likely to trust you. So I started out getting a few clients simply by word of mouth. And then I was on a, like a, a job site, like a freelance copywriter site. And I realized pretty quickly that the people that I liked working with the most were female entrepreneurs and specifically coaches. Mm. So once I understood, okay, All of these women, they're badass women and they are either coaches or they are, they have a service, whatever it is. Um, All of them are so scared to be specific and to be who they actually are. All of them Mm -hmm. have this fear that they're not going to make any money. They're not going to make it. And because of that fear, two things happen. One, 
They hold themselves back. They're deer in the headlights. They don't put anything up. It's just this sort of like bare bones, um, like nondescript Squarespace Mm -hmm. template. (laughs) Or the other number two option is they are verbal vomiting. And they feel, they never feel heard. So they just keep talking and they're putting out like all these blogs and email funnels and, you know, social things. And they're just like verbal vomiting into the echo chamber of the internet, but nobody's listening because it's like drinking from a fire hose. Wow. Don't have that specific messaging. So once I figured that out, what I realized is, oh, fun, fun uh, differentiator here for me. I'm a screenwriter. None of this is entertaining. Like none of the stuff on the internet about coaching really makes me excited about coaching. It kind of is dry. It just wasn't entertaining. So I took what makes a script entertaining, you know, a long story short, what makes something entertaining and what makes something valuable, Mm -hmm. mix it up and put it on the internet. And that was their brand. And as soon as we did that, all of them sat, like saw immediate results. And it was really exciting. Wow. And really fulfilling. And just to sort of bridge the gap of what ended up happening, because I'm no longer a freelance copywriter 100% of the time, what I realized was, oh shit, these women, oh, sorry, can I curse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> great. Of course. <laughs> okay, great. I was like, oh shit, these women are having to, are they're still nervous to write their own things and they're hiring me every single time they want to write an email oh, or I see. like mm-hmm. one caption and like they don't feel confident to do it themselves. And while it was great for my pocketbook, I kept having to raise my rates and I was starting to feel icky about it. And so I made it my mission. I was like, I'm going to make the best damn course. <laughs> people who do not want to become copywriters, but who need to learn copywriting skills mm-hmm. so they can like get through that first six months to a year of business, really understand their brand, really understand their ideal customer, really understand how to m- communicate, where it's most important to communicate, where sales happened, where trust is fostered, like the basics and the fun shit. Mm-hmm. So that they can feel inspired to go write something for their business. They're not paralyzed every single time they need to do that. So that's when I created copy class and then subsequently some digital templates just for people who needed like a quick hit of copy. Wow. That's incredible. So that's kind of where it moved from freelancing into magic words, actually being like this kind of sustainable revenue producing company. Yes. For those that are asking right now, when you made, I mean, obviously it sounds like you made the leap, right? When you were taking on too many clients or you got to the point where you're raising prices, what would you suggest? Or what's a piece of advice for those looking that are freelance right now that are wanting to turn it into something more? Where would you have them start? I would have them start with what's the number one service you get asked for first. Mm. Um, for myself, it was, it was kind of 50, 50 split, but, um, at the time between website copywriting, which was like a big multi thousands of dollars, like big honk and delivery and email funnels, like writing that welcome sequence that moves people towards a purchase. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize you've got to move them towards the purchase at the end of the funnel. <laughs> um, and so that's why I created copy class first. So, uh, but I will say, since creating copy class, the number two moneymaker for me has been a $47 email funnel. Template. Really? Wow. And so for anybody out there who's like, I want to like switch from, or I want to like at least create one additional revenue stream. Mm-hmm. What's the number one thing you get asked for a lot? Is there a way that you can make it digestible and digital to deliver to you know, more than just one-on-one, more than just one-to-one person. Is there a way that you can do that in a way that makes sense financially? Wow. That's incredible. So let's, let's talk about how you found these clients because you talked about niching down. You also have a podcast and it seems like you've gotten yourself like pretty incredible PR. I mean, you've been in business insider, you've been on refinery 29. So 
when did you start marketing magic words or what was that moment where you were like, where you were basically like, I need to go out and find clients. This is what I'm going to do. This is what's going to make sense. Totally. So I was in business for not quite a year when I decided, you know, I'm ready to up level. I need some press and, um, there, there's just nothing like landing on somebody's website and seeing those recognizable logos. Right. Mm -hmm. So as a copywriter, one of the things we talk about is social proof, Mm. which means that you have a quick, easy, visual way people land on your stuff and they go, oh, this person either was featured in this publication I recognize or um, was on this podcast Mm -hmm. or here's a testimonial from somebody who actually worked with this person. Social proof is so important and it does more than anything else with moving the needle towards getting somebody to take a desired action on your website. So I was like, I'm going to go collect some logos and I'm going to be really intentional about it. And I signed up for a service. This was back in 2019, maybe mm-hmm. called HARO, H-A-R-O yep. stands for help a reporter out. Um, if Whitney's listeners don't know what that is. Basically, you sign up for an email. You can sign up for one to three a day and you get what are called queries, which is just a fancy way of saying question uh, from reporters in your niche. And you can just reply directly to them with a quote. And that's how I got Business Insider, Refinery. Um, I ended up connecting with a editor at Glamour to publish a full article like six months later. Wow. So that service was a great way for me to understand pitching, like Mm -hmm. pitching myself. Um, And I would highly recommend if you are a freelancer or if you're in business for yourself, take some time learning how to write an elevator pitch or a bio, um, because that's going to do that social proof is going to do a lot for you in terms of not just getting clients, but getting better clients. Mm Because again, it just ups that trustworthiness factor. I love that. And I, I think, and I love that you said Haro. That's, I still get all the emails from when I, cause I used to begin, I used to pitch myself out for PR and for everything. Totally, and totally. It, that's so true. It's such a good way to teach yourself how to pitch yourself, but mm-hmm. also how to like write your bio, how to answer questions, how to connect with other reporters. That was totally. an amazing, amazing tip. Totally. Well, and the other thing too, that I will say is, um, I did the other really, really great resource is podcasts. Like I love doing things like this because there's just nothing like listening to somebody. You feel like you're, you're with them in their home, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, there is a great tool called listen notes. If anybody oh. is, is not aware of listennotes.com, Okay. You can put a guest Uh, You can like type it into a search bar and it'll tell you every single podcast that that person has been on. So what I started to do was I took a couple of my competitors or people that I really looked up to Mm -hmm. and I put them into listen notes and I was like, okay, these like 10 podcasts, these are my targets and I'm going to write them and try to get on these podcasts. And um, it was a great place to start. It was just a, a really helpful understanding of, you know, no podcast is too small. You never know what's going to come out of those conversations and it's practice. You know, if you've never been on a podcast before and you're like, I don't even know what I would say, trust me, stuff comes out of your mouth. Just try it. Just try it. Well, it's the best. It's such an amazing platform to market yourself on, but it's also such an amazing platform to network on. Like mm-hmm. exactly like I, I mean, I love using selfishly and I've mentioned this so many times on the show. I love using this, my podcast as a form of like a networking tool. Like it brings Absolutely. in clients, it brings in potential opportunities. It brings in people that I would love to be mentored by, or I get, you know, 30 minutes of uns, you know, just complete focus with them to ask them whatever I want to ask. And it's, it's yeah. a fabulous medium. It is. It really, really is. And they're also just fun to listen to. I mean, that's the thing is I think we're on our screen so much and we have been for so many years that podcasts are that really unique way of having that same person to person connection without Mm -hmm. having to watch a screen. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know, yeah. I'm a do the dishes, uh, like cook and do the dishes with a podcast kind of gal. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's talk about your podcast. You have find yeah. your magic. Tell us when you started that and kind of tell us, I mean, I love that you talk about mental health meets entrepreneurship. That's everything I'm about as well. So let's, let's hear it. Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked this, Whitney. So a little over a year ago, so we're going to get personal here. So buckle up everybody. Okay. I'm excited. So I had had an, a nebulous idea of starting a podcast and I was thinking it would be totally business. I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to have other entrepreneurs on to talk about like business tips. Mm-hmm. But with COVID hitting and with hearing from students and other entrepreneurs in the space over and over and over, what I kept hearing was burnout. Everybody was talking about burnout and everybody was living burnout. Mm-hmm. And it was back in April of 2021 that I went through my own personal dark night of the soul. I had a divorce level breakup. I moved out of the apartment that I was sharing with my then partner. I moved cities completely. I had no worldly possessions. And even though I was this like badass business fish, mm-hmm. I was sleeping in my childhood bedroom, no mm-hmm. possessions except like clothes and books and no idea what I was going to do next. And it was from that place, weirdly, that I thought maybe I should revisit that podcast idea because what I was feeling was I know I can't be alone here. Mm-hmm. I know that there are other vibrant, creative people who, for whatever reason, have been put in or are getting out of a situation that has dimmed their light. Yeah. And they need to understand how to reignite that fire to be able to take the business advice. Mm-hmm. And the more that idea crystallized, the more excited I got. And I started thinking I could ask this person, I could ask this guest, this entrepreneur, this actor, this um, makeup artist, like all these people who had forged their own path. That was the only prerequisite has to be someone who has forged their own unique path and has something to say about how they did that, Mm -hmm. how they recommend doing that and how to stay sane while doing it. Wow. So that's what Find Your Magic is. It's the place where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. And we have some really deep conversations and really great business advice, which sounds like is exactly what you do here. So chances are, (laughs) if you're a fan of Find Your Magic, you're going to love Beyond Influence. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love Find Your Magic. So come on over. There you go. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's really incredible. How has obviously starting this kind of passion projects, I feel like podcasts also take on a bit of that passion. Mm. How has that helped, you know, your personal brand or even, you know, magic words and all those things to thrive? That's such a good question. I just, I'm a learning junkie. Mm -hmm. And I think there is great value in exposing yourself to a bunch of different perspectives in order to understand your personal take. Sure. Because like, if you're in a box and you're only seeing people around you who do the exact same thing or who have a really similar life experience, then you really are missing. It's like not having peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. So the podcast in many ways has really helped me understand like, oh, I never would have thought of building. uh, But for example, I had a woman on who um, was totally bankrupt and now she's multiple eight figures just from figuring out how to build funnels on Instagram. Wow. And like, I never really would have thought of Instagram being a place for funnels. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. That's really interesting. Yeah. And so when I have these people on to speak about the mental health side of entrepreneurship, inevitably, the way that they get to their unique gift is something really fucking cool. (laughs) Um, And so I get all kinds of ideas from like, oh, this person like this really didn't like this person really regretted doing paid Google ads, but this person figured it out this way. Mm-hmm. So there's just tons of different perspectives and ideas that come with having a podcast that you never would be able to have 
if you didn't have an excuse to make people talk to you. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think what you're saying is spot on. I feel like through, you know, the interviews that I've had on my show as well, it's like, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly taking mm-hmm little segments from other people to absorb, you know, what I want, what I'm learning within my own business. Right. Right. Same thing. Like, I love that you talked about like ads or things like that. Like what works for one business doesn't always work for the other. And so it's really interesting to kind of hear from all these different perspectives about the way in which, you know, these people became successful or how they're journeying on in their business. And I, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. I think it's also really important to hear over and over again, at least for me, how common and how necessary failure is. Yeah. Because I think we are very, very scared of failure, particularly financial failure. Mm -hmm. And so we shy away from doing maybe the thing that would make us financially successful because we're so debilitated by, well, what if it's, what if it tanks? What if I fail? What if, what if, what if, what if? So every single person, and I'm sure you have the same experience, yeah. but every single person who comes to have these conversations has that moment, has multiple moments where they fail or where something didn't work or where they made a big mistake. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, it's so important because it's just going to be part of the process. It's, it's helpful to accept over and over and over again that you actually want to look for ways to fail because you're not always gonna fail. (laughs) Yeah. What were some ways that maybe you moved through that fear of failure or any fear, especially when you were first going from freelance into creating these other courses or starting your podcast or doing all these different things? Mm, There's a couple of different um, answers to that question. One is business. One is soul. Okay. So business, I pre-qualified interest. So what I did was I took a couple of months at least, and I really worked with my most loyal customers. And I said, does this sound like something that you would be interested in buying? Like, you don't have to buy it. I just want to know, would you be more into Mm -hmm. separate courses about writing a website and writing emails or one course that teaches it all? Um, what would you pay for a course like that? Have you ever paid for a course like that? Have you ever paid for a digital course at all? And if so, (laughs) how much polling my audience and pre-qualifying the idea before spending time creating the product was invaluable to me as far as getting rid of fear. Because by the time I started creating the product, I already knew that there were at least a handful of people who actively wanted to buy the thing and that mm-hmm. I was at least going to break even. Wow. So that's the business sure. side. Okay. Soul side, mindset work. You can't get around it. I'm so sorry to report. You have to work on your mindset. You will be very annoyed mm-hmm. <laughs> at first if you've never done anything like that before how often you can sense talking yourself into or out of something, getting clear about how you best hear your intuition and how you can clear thoughts so that you can be genuinely creative. Mm -hmm. It's so important. So for me, what that looks like is weekly therapy uh, and a really easy 10 minutes of the calm app in the morning. That's it. Mm I don't I love that. You know, it's not like rocket surgery. It's yeah. 10 minutes in the morning. Most mornings, you know, if I don't do it, I'm not going to, you know, no babies are going to die. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. then I go to therapy once a week. And sometimes I'm like, I have nothing to talk about with Melanie. And then I get there and I'm like, everything is awful. So, yeah, no. I I love that and appreciate that so much because I I mean that's definitely something that I have echoed again during this podcast and just in me being transparent with my audience but I think we're I love the way that you you broke them up into two separate things business and soul because yeah. I feel like when I ask that question there's usually a lot of things that are really more on that soul side mm-hmm. and I'm very a lot of my mindset work has been around 
integrating spiritual into my business or into my soul and vice versa. But Mm -hmm. I have a really hard time because I'm a skeptic and I Mm -hmm. need to see things and be very tangible with things to be able to work through my mindset. And so that was, or through my mindset fears or things like that. So that was one of the things that I actually love that you just broke that up because when people would talk about manifesting, when they talk about doing this mindset work or doing the soul work, it really wasn't clear to me how that was going to affect the way that I it moved into my business. And oh my God, preach. And I know, <laughs> but I love that because I think that that's also true. Like, for example, for me, like, let's just, I'll get honest with you. Like one of the biggest things was kind of this lack of confidence that I had within myself mm. and what was going on in the business. And I didn't realize that that lack of confidence was affecting all of my physical actions, the way I spoke, the way I led, the way that I, you know, spoke to clients or handled retainers or anything like that because of what was going on here. So I think the way that you talked about your fear being that you're like, well, wait a minute, this is my fear, but I'm going to qualify this. I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to lay it all out there so that at night when I lay down my head on the pillow, there is no fear because I uncovered all of it. Totally. Oh my gosh. And you bring up such a good point of like, they are symbiotic, right? Like the mindset stuff absolutely affects the business stuff and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Like if your business isn't going well, then you're not going to necessarily immediately feel super confident. So they do have this bridge between them, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to ask your brain, what would make you feel safe? Yeah. Wow. What would make you feel safe right now? And for me, sometimes that is being very left brain business oriented. Is this a good financial decision? Is this product um, aligned with where I want to go? Does this fit into my business plan? Sometimes you got to do that. Yeah. And but here's the kicker. You can't have that kind of focus and mindset or, you know, you can't have that kind of approach if you don't do the other shit first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like until I, I say this all the time, the best part about copywriting and teaching people copywriting isn't the actual writing. It's helping them understand who the fuck they are. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know who you are, you cannot have a brand voice. Mm-hmm. And if you do not have a brand voice, you cannot have a business. Mm-hmm. So in order to get to point C of having a business, You gotta do point A, which is figuring out who the fuck you are. (laughs) I love that so much. That's that's so powerful. Get Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good, you won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old-fashioned broad-spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. Get super and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting quote unquote high, as all of our products are non-psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named top startup to watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right. Under the influence 15 at checkout. Let's kind of talk about influence. Let's move into this, (laughs) to the good stuff. Um, So while you were building this business, who was the biggest influence upon you when you were kind of starting to really go out on your own, start copywriting, start looking for clients, all that kind of fun stuff? Uh, It's funny. My first 
my impulse was like, there are these core of women on the internet who I, who are my answer. There's like a group of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they're very big names, but back in 2018, they were kind of still, um, they weren't quite as famous as they are. Mm-hmm. And those women are Jenna Kutcher, uh, mm-hmm. Amy Porterfield, Gabby Bernstein, um, Susan wow. Hyatt. Those are some, those are some girls. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are some, there are some girls. Yeah. Um, and the thing that's, <laughs> this is going to sound so weird as an answer of like who mm-hmm. influenced me, but it's like, it's the internet. It's mm-hmm. the internet. Yeah. It's the, the nebulous entity that has influenced me most because, Okay. Now we're really getting meta because no pun intended. (laughs) God, roll my eyes to Narnia. Um, uh, The word influence, right? Uh We are influenced constantly Mm -hmm. by our surroundings. Mm -hmm. Social media is a huge part of our surroundings in this day and age. The algorithm on all of these social media apps is literally set up to show us more of what we interact with most. Yep. So you don't vote with who you follow. Mm-hmm. You vote with who you pay attention to. Yeah, 1000%. So yes. So if you're thinking about who you are being influenced by, pay attention to who you pay attention to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is going to influence you more than anything else. And for myself, it was like really being mindful about what kinds of accounts I was following and uh, getting rid of like distracting stuff Mm -hmm. on social media, because that is part of your environment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to completely agree with you. I think, you know, my, like my inspiration obviously comes back to who I was following. Right. Mm -hmm. And who I continue to follow even today. I'm super, super, super lean with who I follow. And like, I maybe don't always unfollow, but I definitely mute huge Mm -hmm. fan of the mute option, especially on Instagram. But I, I love that. And I think you're, I mean, the internet influenced you. I think that's the most truth, most truthful answer anyone's ever said on the show, but it's so <laughs> honest. And the internet made me do it always, but, it, but it's real, right? Like I, again, you know, I, we're, we're both from San Diego. One of my biggest influences, especially, you know, early on was Lauren Everett's Bostick from the Skinny Confidential. Yes. You know, I think that watching her become such an icon being self-made in the beginning you know, even though I'm running a marketing agency and she's more of this personal brand influencer creator, mm-hmm. it, it still lit me up in so many ways to kind of watch her walk through this. Right. And yeah. also Gabby Bernstein, big fan, Jenna Kutcher. Yeah. Also big fan. <laughs> um, so I'm right there with you. So kind of, as you kind of like move through this, what are like, what are some ways that you feel like you're influencing your own community? Because I mean, you're doing a lot of conversation on, I feel like copywriting is like the ticket that pulls people in, but you're talking about mindset. You're talking about building their confidence. You're talking about how you're teaching people how to learn who the fuck they are. Yeah. There's a lot of deeper learning (laughs) in your business and a lot more influence that you got going on than just, you know, outsourcing your copy, your blogs or your emails. Totally. Thank thank you for noticing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That is a a really awesome question. And it's one I think everyone should ask themselves. What do you hope your influence is? Right. Mm -hmm. Because when you ask me that question, I start to do this ticker tape inventory Mm -hmm. of like, well, how am I influencing people? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I hope that it's this, but is it really? Mm -hmm. And my answer would be it kind of goes back to what I said earlier of helping people understand that you cannot be financially successful in business unless you do the personal work first. Mm-hmm. And it's often the personal work that is the most rewarding work. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't do that first, then you're building your business on a on sand, not yeah. on a solid foundation. So what I hope is that I influence people to not take business quite so seriously. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of fun that gets lost mm-hmm. um, because we're so hyper-focused on like being successful and being a buttoned up LinkedIn person mm-hmm. instead of 
being like, you know, what's really fun, (laughs) not working on a Wednesday because you don't feel like it. And you've got (laughs) a pipeline of clients who will wait. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. You know, what's fun doing the thing you actually like doing and can do quickly because it's your area of expertise, not because it happened to be a job description that you found yourself in. Yeah. That's fucking fun. Yeah. So I guess the core I'm getting to right now is I hope the influence I have is that people have more fun figuring out who they are. So they have more fun in their business. (laughs) I I mean, I love it. I, I, you know, it's really funny because I think that we do lose a lot of that. We lose a lot of that play, that insightfulness, Um, and even that creativity, right? Because we're constantly living with a standard of success that we envision in our own head. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love the way that you put that. And I also think that that's a real true testament to like who you work with and your clientele and also just who you are within your business. Thank you. I mean, the thing is, is I don't want to make, I don't want to sound like it's toxic positivity either though, because, um, I also understand there are very real, very scary mm-hmm. parts of being your own boss. Um, and I think some people might find it interesting to know that that mindset comes from uh, codependency recovery. Mm-hmm. So there's an amazing book called Codependent No More by Melanie Beattie. And if you're a person who can, who tries to control things around you by behaving in a certain way, look into it. Oh, wow. Um, and one of my favorite parts of reading that book for the first time was there was a line in there that recovery is fun, that it is so fun to have that moment where you're like, oh, this six months ago would have triggered me into a a shame spiral or this a year ago would have been enough to make me stop trying to build this thing I'm trying to build. Mm -hmm. But because I've done this work and because I've done this recovery, which is very hard, Mm -hmm. now I'm in a place where I can have fun. Wow. That's incredible. I, I, I love that. And I, I also, I feel like I'm just seeing so many visions of my last year, like pop up through my Mm. eyes, because I feel like that's, you're exactly spot on. I think that the biggest thing in business is that it pulls out every bit of us. It tests our character, it tests our insecurities, it tests who we are and how we sit with ourselves on a day-to-day. And it's very challenging. So I think that you're spot on when you're saying like you have to do this inner work in order for you to move and to grow to the next level or to have a business or to grow that business, right? Because it's, especially as a solopreneur, especially as, you know, an entrepreneur or someone that constantly is moving themselves to these more ambitious states or levels, we are constantly challenged and we're constantly kind of looked at, you know, whether it's from our team or from our clients. And there's something where you have to have a deeply grounded sense of self yeah, and sense of, I don't, I don't know if it's love for yourself or confidence is the right word, but there's something inside of you that you need to have. That's very, very grounded in that because it will be tested. And that's also, I think where you're saying like that fun gets to be kind of celebrated because you're like, wow, like, look at how exactly like what you said, look at that. That would have triggered me. Now this doesn't, you know, now I've worked through that. I've moved through a lot of that work that I've, you know, been dealing with. Totally. Totally. That's a beautiful way of putting it. And I also think like we shy away from using things like self-confidence and self-love because we've been shamed out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, that's hippie woo woo. Eh." Yeah. But that's what it is. It's self-love and it's self-confidence and we need it. We need it. Like plants need water and sun. (laughs) I love it so much. Okay. So I have a couple rapid fire questions for you. And then we're going to kind of bring this thing to a close, but you've been so much fun to talk to. So I'm excited to kick these off. Ah, shucks. Who me? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So since we're on the topic of self-love, what is your go-to self-love practice? Mm, I have two answers. Okay. (laughs) Ready. One, one that is like, you know, very aligned soul person, which is, um, I always have a, some sort of self-improvement, self-help, um, 
spiritual book going. Mm. So if I am feeling really frenetic, I will be like, okay, 20 minutes. And I go and I sit my butt in a chair and I look at an actual page, an actual book, not a screen, but dead trees and ink in my hand. (laughs) Because that's the only way for me to, uh, if you're reading your mind, your eyes, like it's physical, Mm -hmm. you have to focus. And it brings me to a place that is grounded. And I'm usually intaking something that is positive. So that's like numero uno. Um, Numero dos is uh, dark chocolate sunflower cups from Trader Joe's (laughs) in the back of the refrigerator because they're so much better cold and I hide them. I hide them everywhere. They're so good. That's that's, so good. Those are amazing. (laughs) I'm a big fan of the Justin's dark chocolate ones. Those Those are are great. But for those of us with nut allergies. Oh, yes. Sunflower cups are made of sunflower seeds. And it's very exciting. Wow. Do you have an allergy? I did. Yes. Okay. So um, peanuts are usually okay, but they're it, like, sh- it's equipment sharing and all that, you know? Wow. Okay. Annoying, like no. SoCal food totally allergy get it. girl. <laughs> we all have our, we all have our things. It's we do. totally good. Okay. <laughs> um, what is your favorite guilty pleasure? I, it's not flower cups. <laughs> um, my favorite guilty pleasure, um, movie podcasts. I have a couple oh, that I yeah. absolutely love. Um, one is called You Are Good, and it's mm-hmm. a, quote, feelings podcast about movies. And they talk about mental health stuff in the most beautiful, hilarious ways oh. through the lens of a movie that they watch that week. Wow. Um, it's so good. And I like cry frequently listening to it and I Aww. laugh constantly. And the second one is called This Ends at Prom. And it is a really, really smart uh, breakdown of movies that are marketed towards teen girls concentrating around the era of like the early 2000s, late 90s. Oh. It is so freaking fun. And it's um, BJ Colangelo, uh, journalist, and her wife, Harmony, mm-hmm. and BJ is showing her wife these movies for the first time because her wife, Harmony, grew up as a teen boy. So it's oh. like queer theory and okay. artsiness and it's so good. So that's my guilty pleasure. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Okay, I definitely want to listen to both of those. This both sound amazing. We were just talking, I love movies. I'm a huge movie buff, so I, I will definitely. Oh man, search for, like one of your favorite movies and just like dive into an episode you'll be hooked immediately they're so funny they're so good oh my gosh amazing okay and since you're reading right now what are you currently reading I'm currently rereading the universe has your back by Gabby Bernstein that is I it's such a good one and every time I read it I think this is my third read Mm -hmm. I've read it once listened once and now I guess my Mm -hmm. second like physical read um, I myself, I'm writing a book myself. Oh my moment. goodness. Yes. It is a memoir called confessions of an ex actress. If you're a book agent, hit me up. I love it. <laughs> and, uh, I'm in Gabby's, uh, bestseller masterclass. And so reading her book at the same time as taking the course to really understand like how she puts it into practice mm-hmm. and putting myself in that mindset of like, it works. Here is the physical book that I'm holding in my hand. And then the content of the book is also just so nourishing. So yeah, that's what I'm reading right now. Have you read her newest one? I think it's happy days. Happy days. Yeah. It's intense. Really? I started it. I haven't finished it yet. I highly recommend. Do you have it on uh, Audible or do you have the physical copy? I'm an audio. Audible? I'm an audio book girl because I got to walk and I listen and that's how yes. I absorb. <laughs> so I think Happy Days in particular is a great Audible uh, because some of the things that she talks about as far as healing modalities, uh, it really helps to have somebody talking you through it while you're physically trying to do it, like tapping or mm-hmm. um, a, a body scan or uh, there's a lot of trauma recovery in yeah. that book. And um, another thing I really appreciate about Gabby in particular is she always has a resource page for every book that she puts out into the world um, that always has really great meditations and like mm-hmm. PDF journals. And it's, you don't ever just buy the book with her. You get like a whole I know. <laughs> like year of therapy. 
I know it's, it's amazing. I know I literally have two, I have universe has your back and, um, super attractive. Yep. Thank you. Both of them <laughs> physically and on the audiobook. And I, yep. like, I've even gone to the point where I was like, I was flying and I would have the audio on and be physically reading it. Cause it's, it's <laughs> very good. A great idea. Oh, you I can breeze through a book. Like that's how, like, I can't, I can't hold my attention to read for the life of me. I wish I could. I just, mm. I can't. And it is yeah. something that holds my full attention and it's, it's amazing. Well, and there's no shame in that. I think that yeah. that's something that we, it's a misconception. Like mm-hmm. everybody learns differently. Everybody absorbs information differently. It's why in my class, I make sure that like every word is written down. Everything is in a video and everything is audio because everybody learns differently. And there's oh, yeah. no shame in how you learn. As yeah. long as you're learning, like go you. <laughs> Absolutely, right? I love this. Kelsey, you have been such a joy. Where can everyone find you? Please drop all the links, do all the plugs. We want to hear it. All the plugs, all the things. Well, first of all, I hope that you join me on Find Your Magic on my podcast. I'd love to. Duh, (laughs) like perfect (laughs) fit. And I want to know so much about you and your business. Um, You're just a total delight. So thank you for having me. First and foremost, but <laughs> speaking of foremost, the best place to find any materials is going to be KelseyFormost.com. Everything from my courses to um, email templates that are pre-written, ready for y'all to use, uh, ways to work with me. It's all on my website, KelseyFormost.com. In particular, don't miss, I have three stupidly valuable freebies like literally people have said multiple times like I I think I got this on accident I didn't pay you for this and I'm like no no (laughs) it's free no that's for you (laughs) that's for you happy Christmas Um, (laughs) there's um there's three copy secrets to triple your profits that's a great place to start if you don't know what copywriting is or how to make it work for you Mm -hmm. second one is how to start and build an email list that's great if you sort of understand your brand but you need to start building up your marketing funnels and your email strategy. Mm -hmm. And then third, this goes back to earlier in our conversation um, with the press stuff. I have one on how to write a bio. So um, I think it says for social media, but really you Mm -hmm. can use it for anything. So Mm -hmm. all of that is free. All of that is on my website, kelseyformos.com. Please go get it. And then if you want to hang out with me in a more casual, funny uh, place and you want to see what a weirdo I am on the internet, come hang out with me on Instagram at Kelsey.writes, W-R-I-T-E-S. I do a lot of very embarrassing reels. Um, <laughs> I it's love a great it. Time. <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, thank you again for coming on. And yes, I'd love to go on your podcast and just honestly get to know you better. You have been so much fun. Oh, great. I'm so glad. Thanks again for having me. Of course.